Hello, listeners. As you're listening to or getting ready to listen to a, another awesome podcast here, I want to let you know to stay tuned at the end of this episode for a special offer from us and how to get access to that. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Teaching Tactics Podcast. I'm Chris Kent and I'm joining Chris Bean. Mr. Bean. Hello, sir. Today we're going to be talking about note-taking. Note-taking is a simple idea. When you're learning new information, often it comes at a rate that you cannot really comprehend or understand all of it. So you take notes on some of that new information so you can review it later with the hope that it will allow you to better understand that information. That's easy enough, right? Take a moment and think how many of your students actually take notes during or after your class? If I had to guess, it's probably little to none of your students are actually taking notes and utilizing that training or practicing technique, utilizing that, that memorization or, or that, that, that method to help them review or remember some of their information. If you can imagine in a classroom setting at school, what do we have around us? Well, there's desks, there's chairs, there's paper, there's pens, there's pencils, depending on what level you're at, maybe there's laptops and you're sitting down stationary listening to somebody, some professor, some teacher, some person giving the lecture, say stuff to you. Maybe they have a, um, a presentation they're doing, uh, but everything about that kind of environment, that setting is kind of directed toward or, or, or geared towards or set up so that the students can write things down or type things down or you know, record or, or whatever so they can get that information. A martial arts class, not like that at all, right? You're up, you're moving around, you're active. It's not like you see, oh, John's over there taking notes. I probably should take a note on that too, right? Because they don't see that happening. You're not really set up the same to do that in a martial arts class as you are in a classroom at school. The environment is different, right? You have to let your students know that, hey, that might be a good idea. Write this down. Kind of set them up for success so that they know that taking notes on their martial arts moves is, is even an option for them, right? We're not set up like it is for school. You're not, you don't see Sally with her, with her laptop open taking notes and John's over there feverishly writing everything that the professor says down. It, it, that doesn't happen, right? Because you're up, you're moving around. The whole system for taking notes for in, in martial arts class has got to be different. It's got to be different. It's, it can't be the same. You're not talking about facts and figures and dates and historical things that happen and people. Or you're, you're moving your body, right? I do this move, and then I do this move. So again, the note-taking mindset or the idea or tactic is a good amount different than what, you've think, what, you, what you may think note-taking is or, or what you, your students may think about note-taking. What would these martial arts notes look like anyways? Like you said, we don't often take tests over historical events or facts or figures when doing the martial arts. We, we, we do the moves. We do the techniques. The information we're doing on the training floor is not the standard type of information that students normally take notes on. So what do you think, or Mr. Bean, what is your idea of what these notes would consist of? Yeah, so as I was going through the ranks 
and, and I wasn't super consistent at it, probably not as consistent as I, as I perhaps should have been. But I was, as I was going through the ranks, I often would have a notebook, or in fact, I would have a binder, and I would write things down that happened in class. I would sometimes draw out kind of the movement or how my body was supposed to move or get to that position. Sometimes it would say, okay, I turn 90 degrees, I do a low block with the left side, and then I move forward and I do a right side middle punch, I turn 180 degrees, I do a low block, and so on, and I would just write them out move by move by move. Now, it wasn't that I was necessarily going back and spending hours of time poring over my notes, researching them, and seeing how they interconnect with each other, but I think rather it was the simple fact of using my brain to think about the analytically think about these things after the class. That, I truly believe, was the biggest benefit to, to taking notes. Now, there was times that I would go back and I would check things. Uh, you know, if we did this in, in, in a class and then eventually we tested on it and I wasn't quite sure, or I, I kind of did it halfway through the, through the test and I, had, I went back and I'm like, okay, how was that actually supposed to be done? Did I take notes on it? I did. Look, it's right here. Okay, that's how it is. Then I could fix that or, or do it correctly as I move forward. But really, again, just the, just the fact of getting done with class and then an, analyzing, analytically thinking, using my brain after the class to write things down or draw the diagram of what the, what the submission looked like or, or whatever, whatever the, the form was or the pattern was so that I could recall that information later. And sometimes during my practice time, I would go back and check those just to make sure I was doing it right. But most of the time, it was just the process that was very helpful. And if I'm not mistaken, you also took notes as you were coming up, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I've, I very rarely took notes on my forms. I have a handful of forms I can remember even to this day, writing down the notes. And like you said, you know, I turn 90 degrees and do a left low block. I step forward with my right leg and do a right middle strike or whatever it is. I remember doing notes for that, but most of my notes were self-defense notes. You know, someone does grabs my shirt, does a lapel grab, you know, trap, strike this part of the arm, strike this part of the neck, grab, stuff like that. So yes, I did take notes, but I think I'd focus more on self-defense type stuff where it sounds like you did a lot of technique type notes. Yeah. But still, it's, it's still notes. And I think that's a learning difference. And, and ages ago, it feels like what we talked about when, when I was going through the ranks, I was a type of person that was not super good at learning it uh, and, and just doing it one time and being done. I had to, I had to do the work and put, put the work in. And, and, and part of that process was I took notes on those things. Um, and I can, I can specifically remember there's, uh, as we were doing kickboxing information, I would write down the combinations that we were doing so that I could recall those things and do them later. And, um, that has been beneficial for a couple of reasons. One, it helped me re remember it in, in, you know, in that time frame. But then if I wanted to now as from student to instructor, now as I'm an, as a instructor, I can go back and look at my notes and say, okay, what were some of those cool things that we did? What was those drills that we did? What was those combinations? And I can kind of look back at those. Oh, hey, there, that's, that's like a good one. Let's do that today. And I can kind of plug and play those things that I know that we did when I was a, a junior going through the program and, and maybe we don't do anymore just because of, you know, whatever the reason, but I can go back and plug that in as a fun drill to do. Maybe it's, it's beneficial. Maybe it's curriculum based. Maybe not. It's just something extra to do. But because I have my notes on those things, I can go back and check those and use that as a plug and play type of, of mechanic. Now, 
we talked about note-taking for martial arts class. And perhaps note-taking maybe wouldn't be the, the best term to describe it. I, I think more aptly it would be a journal because it would be you interpreting your experiences on the training floor, or you writing about how that move was or, or what you perhaps needed to work on to improve that move or those moves or that form or this idea or whatever it is. But again, it would be less of perhaps note-taking. Note-taking is, in, in my eyes anyways, facts and figures and, and, and hard truths. And in martial arts class, maybe you have a little bit of that, like this move has to be this move. But again, it's more of, I need to do this move this way. And because I'm the only one that ever needs to look at these, I'm the only one that's getting benefit from doing this. They really only need to be in a diagram, a crude picture or, or, or you know, abbreviations of, 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 the, of the movement, just so I can look back at that and know what it means. Nobody else, I don't have to turn it in. I'm not, nobody else is going to look at it. It's just for me, just for my benefit. So again, maybe note-taking. We'll, 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 we'll still uh, call this note-taking. We'll still talk about note-taking. But really, I think the, the proper name for what this would be is a journal, martial arts journal. And it would be like a um, your student's martial arts journal, your martial arts journey journal or something like that. Um, really would be what this is, just because, again, you're not, it's not hard facts and figures and dates, but, again, more of how you interpreted the class and how you interpreted the moves and the things you specifically need to work on. I think that opens it up to be more than just the facts and figures then, because then you can look back on a class you did three months ago and see, oh, well, this is what I did in this class. This is how I felt about it. This is what I did good. This is what I did bad. And you have that kind of reflection and that, that more of a dialogue of here's what's happening. Here's how I feel about what I'm doing. Here's how I engaged with the martial arts and not just move, 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 move and the facts and figures. Well, those are still there because you're taking notes and to help you refer to later to train and practice those techniques. But taking it to another level and not just documenting move by move or techniques, you're also engaging what you're doing and it kind of hopefully with the intent of, of deepening your connection to the martial arts and deepening your understanding of what you're doing and deepening your passion for the martial arts. Yeah, and again, this is all about how you interpretate the move, how you interpreted the class, the things you liked about it, things you didn't. In fact, I think a, a simple outline for this system would have three, maybe four questions. That's it. And these would be like prompts. So this would be a standard, standard thing. Everybody, no matter if you're in the beginner's class or black belt class or you're, you're part of the staff, in the staff, after the staff training class, these three, again, maybe four questions would be the only thing that would be the important information to grasp. Right. So question number one or prompt number one would be what new information did I learn today? Right. It's a simple. Okay. Did what new information was it? You write it down. Okay. I learned this part of my form or I did this, this combination. I did this kick or nothing. We reviewed today and maybe nothing is, is a little bit far-fetched because I think your students probably should be learning something, gaining something from your class, even on the review days. But again, question number one, what new information did I learn today? Question number two, what information do I need to spend some more time on and why? Right? Question number two, again, what information do I need to spend more time on 
and why? Question number three, what did I excel at in class? What did I do good? What was, what, you know, what, what did I, what did I excel at? What was, what, what did I do good at today? Right? Get them to have a, you know, smiley face type moment. Let them feel good about themselves. Now, question number four is not, I don't think it has to be on the list, but I think it is beneficial. I'll talk about why in a moment. This would be the bonus question. Question number four, what was my favorite part of the class? Right? So again, just a quick review. Number one, what new information did I learn today? That gets them to analytically think about the moves that they did. How did they interpret it? Did, you know, did they need to work on X today? Or, or you know, what was the new stuff? Right? Give them an opportunity to think back about that. Then question number two, what information do I need to spend more time on and then why? So this would be the part that is the correction. Right? Okay, what did I not do so great on? And instead of saying, what did I mess up on in class today? What do I need to spend more time on and why? And by doing it, by wording the question in that way, I think will set the students up to actually take that time to work on that. Right? Because it isn't, again, what did I mess up on in class? What mistakes did I make today? No, no, no. What information do I need to spend more time on and why? So what information do I need to practice more? My form. Why? Well, because I need to work on X, Y, Z. This sequence in the form, I need to clean up, or I need to go slower, or faster, or, or this submission I didn't have quite right, or whatever it is. What do I need to spend more time on, and why? Third question, what did I excel at in class? Right Again, that gets them to feel good about themselves. And I did really good on my kicking today. I did really good on my self-defense today, or whatever it is. That gets them to, to feel good about the class, right? They think back about, okay, that's what I did good on in class today. Awesome. Yay. Good me. Good job. Then the last question, again, the bonus question, the maybe don't even include question. What was my favorite part of class? Why is that? Why did I put that on the list? Well, what this will do is, this will set up your students to be looking for good things in your class, right? This is another buy-in type moment. As they come to your class, you want them to be looking for the good information in your class. Maybe, maybe you've heard this before, maybe not, but in, in our classes we talk, and I think this is a, a Dave Kovar um, information, but we talk about being a good finder. Being a good finder basically means that you look for the good things in all different situations throughout your day and in class or whatever it is. Because your, your brain works real hard to do what you ask it to do. If you ask your brain to look for good things, you're more apt to find good things. If you look for bad things, you're more apt to find bad things. I can set this up for you. Okay, maybe this has happened to you. You or your family has bought a new car. And as soon as you start driving around in that new car, you start to notice that new car all over town. Now, it wasn't because, you know, you bought that new car and everybody else is like, whoa, John brought that new car. I'm going to go buy that new car too. That's it. That's the car I got to have. No, no, no. Everybody had that car already. But because you have that car now, you are more apt to go out and look. Or as you're driving around, you'll see more of those because you, you're aware of that. So, same kind of idea. If you look for the good, you're going to find the good. So by asking the students what their favorite part of class was, that will get them to 
look for the good things, the happy things, the good things in your class. And then it even gives them an opportunity to write them down. So again, we talked a couple weeks ago about making connections. That's the connection, right? They're, you're connecting that move or those series of moves or whatever that favorite part is. They're thinking about it. And then they're going through the process of writing it down on paper or typing it or, or texting it or, or, you know, however, whatever they're doing, however they're going through this process. We'll talk about that in a moment. But again, this, again, it, it isn't a question that necessarily will benefit them training. Well, maybe, maybe it would. Because without that question, maybe they would only be looking for the, the things that are wrong in your classes. And unfortunately, if they look for the things that are wrong, no matter how little or big those are, they're going to find those. So set them up for success by allowing them the time and setting them up to look for the good things in your class. Again, don't have to include that one. I thought it was a, a, a nice little bonus question that you can I'll um, include on your journal prompt. Now, we only talked about three, again, maybe four questions. Why? Well, perhaps if you say, listen, students, I want you guys to bring a notebook to next class, and I want you to start taking notes on, on your information. Understood? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to bring a notebook. And then they have no idea what they're writing down. They have no idea what they're, what, what's the benefit that they're going to get out of this. You know, what, as they write stuff down, what do they write down? Is it a two-minute process? Is it a 20-minute process? You know, who, they, they don't know. How do they interpretate that? Unless you have time in class to say, hey, John, you messed this up. Go write that down. Fix this. Again, that is a way to, to get your students to take notes, perhaps not the best way. So by having it cut down to three, again, maybe four questions, it limits the, the time. It limits the friction involved in making this process. If you have it, those three or four questions, maybe it's a five-minute thing. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, all right, I'm done. Right? Their, their journal for that class or that week, however you decide to do it, it's done. Right? Then they, they, they don't have to spend extra time on it. They don't have to sit there with a blank page and think, man, what, what am I supposed to write about? What, did, what does Master So-and-so want me to write down in this, in this notebook? He told me to bring a notebook, but what, what do I write down? We didn't go any, over any facts or figures or, you know, two times two is four. Nope. Who knows? So set them up, and perhaps what, what you do is you, you have them print out or have printouts to give them with your question prompts on it, and they stick that right inside their notebook on the cover or the right inside the cover of it. Then every time they go, they, you know, eventually they'll be able to just understand and know what those questions are, but they can use it as a reference. You know, okay, what was question number one? Oh, yeah, right, this one. What was question number two? Oh, yeah, this one. Right, then they're done. Right, you, they have access to the questions all the time. Those never change. It doesn't matter if you're in the beginner's class or the black belt class. I firmly believe those, th those three or four questions, those, those hit the mark. Those are the important things to, to grasp and take away from the class. And by having it limited down to just those few things, it limits the friction involved in the entire process. And by making it a quick, semi-frictionless process, it makes it more apt to be done. It's not a hurdle your students have to jump over. It's just another thing. They just do it. Write it down. No problem. 
Now, I, this is perhaps maybe just for you, the listener. This would be a little bit dif- difficult for the students to do. When I was going through the ranks as, as Master Kent, we took handwritten notes. I later, and I'm sure you did too, transcribed those or, or went through the process of typing them up. What's, what's the benefit of that? Well, then they're searchable. Then I can search on my computer, okay, uh, kickboxing. Boom, stuff with kickboxing comes up. You know, armbar, okay, stuff with armbar comes up. Low block, stuff, again, I can search that. Having some sort of process for the students to, go, to do that, again, would be a little bit of a challenge. But if you have notes that you took as you were going through the ranks, I firmly think, firmly believe that it's worth the time to go back through those and put those in some sort of digital format so that you can have those, you don't have to keep those notebooks hanging around for however long, never open, never looked at, but if they're searchable, then your chances of going back through those are much greater. And they're so much more useful because then you can actually, uh, there'll be a little bit of deciphering, at least there was for me, I, I hard to read my handwriting, so I had to decipher, man, what was that word actually? And then I could go back and actually do it and type it in there correctly. You may have to do that as well, but once it's done, it's done. You have it and, and it's just set. You want to search something? Okay, find it. Good. Great. Implement it. Because you have it. You typed it up. You went through the time already. And if you don't have notes, you didn't take notes as you were going through the through the the junior program, whatever, whatever your system's like, good, awesome, good for you. Maybe now, you know, if you're still training, hopefully you're still training, you take the time and, and start this. Use these three questions. You know, the, again, what new information did I learn today? Again, anybody who's in class, doesn't matter if you're a white belt or a 18th degree black belt, I don't think they go that high, but however, however high your system goes, you, there's something you should still be gaining from your class. What information do I need to spend time on and why? Again, it doesn't matter what, what level you're at. There's something you could spend some more time on and get benefit from. And then the why. The why is, the, is there so that you know why you need to spend time on that. What did I excel at in class? Okay, I did good in this and this and this and this and this and this. You know, depending on, on how big your ego is, maybe that's a, that's a long list. Who knows? Now, As, you, as your students are going through this process, imagine somebody misses a class or, or they need extra work on something so they come in and make, they make a one-on-one lesson. They can pull out their notebook and say, I need to work on blank and this specific part of blank because they wrote it down. What information do you need to spend more time on? My form, why? Because my stances weren't so good. They can tell their instructor that. So there's no, there's no figuring anything out on, on the, for that one-on-one lesson because they wrote it down. They wrote the script. Listen, hey, I want you to do this with me. Oh, okay, great, yeah. Ooh, yeah, you do need some work on this. Let's do that. Pow, done, right? Normally that would be a, a four or five-minute process. Okay, let's watch some stuff, see where you're at. Okay, nope, that's pretty good. This is pretty good. Okay, this is where, and then time's already taken. Nope, they come in first thing. Look, this is what I need to work on. Oh, let's see, yep. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yep, let's do that. Done. Set. No problem. Easy. 
So again, if you haven't thought about some type of system for your students to take notes, and again, we, we continually use this note word, but really again, it's more of a journal. Set up a system, use these three questions. Again, maybe four, depending if you like that one or not. If you want different ones, make different ones. Who knows? Who, you know, whatever you want to do. But I would say at least do this as a trial run, maybe in your black belt class or even just with your staff. Set them up. Try it. See what they like. See what they don't like. Was this beneficial? Did it take too much time? Do I need to change these questions? You know, whatever it is. But see, what, see how it goes for you. Because I think that allowing your students the time to recap the moves, recap the class, through their mind and then write those things down will be hugely beneficial for them on the training floor. I think we mentioned at the beginning too, it's such an easy thing. You know, you take two minutes, five minutes, even if you have, especially if you have the, the questions already laid out for you. Here's the questions I'm going to answer. Here's what I'm going to write about. Here's what I'm going to talk about. Super easy to do. So not having this type of practice or not taking notes I think is also easier to skip over because it seems like such an easy thing. You know, why do I need to take notes of something I just did? Well, you have class on a Wednesday night. Let's say you don't come back to class until Monday. Hopefully sometime between Wednesday and Monday, you want to go back and practice what you did on Wednesday, especially if it's new material or if it's things you need to get extra practice on. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to remember whatever I did on Wednesday night the same on Friday morning, even if I have a sharp memory, even if I'm super young, even if I did it 20 times in class, the time I'm going to know it best is Wednesday night after I just did it, right after I did it 20 times. So that's the best time for me to take, note, to take notes, do this, 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 this. By the time Friday comes, I have that note I can look back. I literally have the freshest, most possible notes and, and tips and, and things I need to practice already written down. As opposed to having class Wednesday night, not practicing till Friday morning, and then trying to think back to Wednesday night. And you might think, oh, yeah, I remember perfectly what happened. Well, sorry, you're not going to remember perfectly unless you have some perfect memory. That's probably a rare case in which, um, you know, if, that, if that's true, then, then good for you. But also sorry for you that you remember everything so perfectly. Anyway, my point is it seems like such an easy thing to do, which it is. So start doing it. Because then you have those notes you took right after you trained. You know exactly what you need to work on. You know exactly what the new stuff you just did. Then you can go back, look at those notes, put you back in that headspace. Or if you forgot, can remind you of it. It's just going to make your practicing more precise and more efficient because the notes were taken, you're engaging with it, and then all the other benefits that go with that. So not just the techniques you're writing down, but you're engaging what you did good, what you can work on, what was your favorite part. And like we talked about, forming that deeper connection to your training and actually engaging with what's happening, interpreting what's going on, interpreting what you need to work on, what you did good, and, and, and just taking a better look at it. And it doesn't take 40 minutes. It doesn't take the whole class. It can be two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever you want to put into it. But it's going to exponentially, uh, uh, yeah, exponentially increase the benefit from training, not to mention help you later when you're training. So uh, if you're not doing it, I encourage you to at least try it. Maybe if you're skeptical about it, try it for a month. Try it for two weeks. And then 
do a reflection of how much better your training is or how differently you feel about what you're doing. And, you know, if it turns out you really don't think it's much benefit, then okay, fine. You don't have to do it. You don't, you don't have to do it in the first place, but we're talking about this and offering it up as a, a, a tactic because we believe that it's a good thing for you and for your students to do because we've experienced it as a beneficial thing in our training and the training of students that actually do this as well. So uh, again, just like anything we talk about, it's something that we have done and we find works well. Maybe it's not the best, maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but it's good for us. So maybe it's good for you too. So at the very least, try it. And then if you don't find that it's beneficial, if you don't find that your training has increased or your mentality has, has, has shifted, okay, don't, don't, don't do it. I would still encourage other people and don't say, hey, taking notes doesn't work for me, but you can try it. Just hey, try taking notes and then let everyone else go through that journey and experience those things for themselves and, and then see what happens. But again, don't write it off because it's an easy thing or if you feel like you're in school again. Well, sorry to break it to you, but martial arts, you're in school. You're always learning. And you're at, if you're at the point where you think you know everything and there's no more learning to do, then sorry, but you're wrong. That's the wrong attitude to have. No matter what belt you are, there's more to learn whether it be within your art or other arts. Uh, again, hate to break it to you, but there is someone out there that is better than you. There will always be someone out there that is better than you. And use that as motivation to take that deep dive into what you're learning and actually engage and, 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 and use the note-taking to help enhance your practice so you can make it to the next level. And then when you're at that next level, you may think you're the best one around, but sorry, there's someone out there that's better than you. So keep trying, keep working. Anything else to add, sir? Yeah, you know, we talked about, we took notes going through the ranks. Um, we, that wasn't a, a idea or mindset that somebody said, hey, take, take notes on this. It, we just, just did. Was, I, I wanted to remember this stuff. It was coming at, like we talked about, it comes at a, at a rate that wasn't necessarily, my brain was able to kind of grasp on and hang on to all of that stuff. So I took the time, I wrote the moves down so that later on I could recall them or later on I could reference them or just by writing them down, I could remember. But that wasn't something that we had to do. It just was something that did. I, I did that thing. He did that thing so that we, it would help us. And in doing that, we know we, firsthand, literally firsthand, what that can do because we did it. And so, again, like he said, it's not something you have to do. Not at all. And maybe you offer this up as an idea, a, a concept, a, a tactic that you give to some people that maybe are, are struggling a little bit in your program. Say, so, you know what, let's try this for a couple of weeks and see how you do after taking some notes on this. And, and maybe only a select few people in your school do this. Maybe only people, only a few people need to do this. Great, fine. Maybe you think this was, you know, note-taking is, is dumb and a waste of time. Okay, fine. But I would, again, offer it up as an option just as a, another step, another tactic, another tool to use to help your students grow in, in, in your program, in life, whatever it is, help your students grow. Yes, sir. This is episode 40 of the Martial Arts Teaching Tactics Podcast. And throughout this whole process, uh, we have been privileged and honored to uh, take this ride and throughout the ride, we have been um, not perfect, as we talk about very often. There's many times we make mistakes or 
things don't go the way we want want them to go. And um, we have tried our best to document that and be as real as possible about what what that looks like. So all that being said, uh, we do have very special uh, extra kind of behind the scenes type uh, video scenarios that are available. They're uh, on a YouTube playlist that we want to make available to you. However, uh, we want to make it available to only a few of you who actually want to see them and uh, not just available to the whole world because we want to connect with you on a deeper level. So all that being said, we do have those what we call bloopers available. They're on YouTube. The way you can see them, the way you can uh, be able to watch behind the scenes, see kind of some of the fumbles and foils that we make, some of the laughs that we have off screen, some of the, um, I don't know. The information that isn't good enough or the, the, the man, I forgot how to read or write or, or, or talk or breathe. Um, we have all in videos. Yeah, some of the brainstorming things too, which kind of flush things out. Yeah, you can sit back and laugh at us. Laugh with us. Laugh with us, yes, because most of the time we are laughing, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we do have that available to you. Um, if you like that, if you'd like to see some of those things and take that behind-the-scenes look and, and laugh with us as, as well, uh, you can leave us a review on Facebook. Leave us a review. Be honest. If you don't like us, give us a low review. If you like us, give us a big review. I'm not fishing for reviews here, but that's the way you can get access to those videos. You leave us a review, whether it's just through stars or it's, it's a written review, you make a comment on, on what we think, I will reach out to you and I'll send you a link to that playlist and you can sit back and watch, put it on in the background and hear the stupid things we talk about and do. Uh, that is available to you though and the way to get that again is by leaving a review to the Martial Arts Teaching Tactics podcast on Facebook. And along with that, we are on all the other social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, all those places at MA Teaching Tactics ma for martial arts again that is ma teaching tactics podcast until next time i'm chris kent and i'm chris bean